Okay, ready to go? Uh, let's go! Welcome to Romance is Dead, the podcast about romantic comedies. I'm your host, Mike Soldier. With me, as always, is my co-host, Yasmanov. Yes! How are you, buddy? Hey! I'm good. I'm not sick anymore, so that's nice. <laughs> You're feeling better? That's great. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday! Thank you. A couple Thank of days ago. Much. I mean, it'll be a week ago or so when this episode comes out, but happy birthday. Thank you. I am, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty close to 30. It's, uh, freaking me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crucial, man. I wouldn't know what that's yeah, like. You wouldn't, um, would you? <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, all right. So, this week's episode. Yes. Uh, we are doing 2009's Confessions of a Shopaholic. Yes. Uh, directed by PJ Hogan, who directed one of my most favorite movies of all time, uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, which we both loved. Love. He also weirdly did, three years before that, wrote and directed Muriel's Wedding, a classic Australian yeah. film. Is he Australian? That's why they're like, hmm, yeah, he is Australian. He's from uh, Brisbane. Yeah. Don't you think it's funny that he did Muriel's Wedding and they were like, huh, but who will we get to direct my best friend's wedding? And they were like, yes. Huh, the guy who did Muriel's Wedding makes a lot of sense. <laughs> they were like, He's it a wedding's expert. seems like it's on theme. <laughs> Um, this this movie is based on some books by uh, a lady named uh, Sophie Kinsella. Yes, the Shopaholic series. Uh, it stars Isla Fisher, Hugh Dancy, yep. Joan Cusack's in this, John Goodman's in this, John Lithgow's in this, yep. Leslie Bibb is in this, and of course our our f- absolute favorite Kristen Ritter is in this. Yes. Um. I, and I, I want to read the whole cast list out loud because I just want to say what a colossal waste of talent. <laughs> it's such a good <laughs> cast. Every time, I haven't watched it in years, every time someone new popped on screen, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, how did they get all these people to be in one place in this movie? <laughs> um, okay, well, funny you should say that because like, I thought that too. And I was like... This was sort of the very, like, 2009, this is kind of like the tail end of when, like, romantic comedies made money in theatre. Yeah. Would we say that? that yeah, sort I'd of say. And was it, like, before a lot yeah. of them had been, like, big, big? Yes. Yeah. I, and I, I think, I, and I, we'll get to these films one day, but, like, after Love, Post Love Actually, which I'm sure was, I think was earlier than this. Yeah. You know, they made all those horrible movies like New Year's Day and Valentine's mm. Day and basically just, you know, milked the cow dry when it came to romantic comedies and I think that's when people we've talked about this before people wanted to stop people stopped going to see romantic comedies in cinema um this movie was made for 44 million dollars and made 108 million dollars it was a massive success whoa um but I think it really it was so bad I mean yeah Yes! Oh my god! Oh, I thought I was going to have to argue with you for like thirty-five minutes about how shit this movie was, but it was so it was so bad. Well, let's let's get into it because there are just moments where I'm just like, oh, I I can't believe it. Yeah. So, um, Isla Fisher plays uh, Rebecca Becky Bloomwood. It's such a good rom com name, Rebecca Bloomwood. I was like, that is a it's such a it's, that's it's such a, a good rom com name. It's a beautiful rom-com name. Um, she is a shopaholic. Would yes. you believe it? Wow. <laughs> she, yeah, she, I, I really, the one thing I did like the touch in this movie I really enjoyed was whenever she went shopping, the mannequins would like come to life and talk to her. Yeah. I thought that was like fun, but it was never, 
it never it didn't pay off. It it just didn't make sense with the rest of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I respect that they stuck to it, but yeah. And when they were all like clapping at the end for her, I was like, I don't think they'd be clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I you know mannequins and they would not be clapping. I was like, I feel like they'd be like quite judgy and they seem Angry. quite manipulative. I was like, I don't think they'd be clapping for her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I agree. It's my hot take uh, so on she mannequins. Loves shopping. <laughs> Yeah, she loves shopping so much. She, like, buys something, like, I don't know if it was, was this at the start of the movie or midway through, mm. where she was like, no, this was the first purchase she made, where she was like, she used cash and, like, three different credit cards yeah. to pay for something, which is, Wild. like, that's a problem. <laughs> that is an issue. I was like, like I've, I've only, I think only once in my life have I paid like half cash, half card for something. And it, I felt so wildly embarrassed for some reason. <laughs> yes. Like I, like, I I think I've done that too. And yeah, it just, it feels really weird. And I was and like, wrong. oh my God, um, never again. <laughs> no. So the, the movie opened, like she sees a man coming out of like a store in New York. And yeah. she's like, ah. Oh, you think she's going to fall in love with this man, but it's actually, she's like, oh, a man will never treat you as well as a store does. Yeah, I love it. She compares stores to men and, like, says stores win out. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, she's not necessarily wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I will say one thing for her. I agree that, guys, if you like something, you should buy it. <laughs> <laughs> we are nothing on this podcast but a pro-capitalism, yeah. pro-buy pro treat yourself podcast yeah so exciting please buy the thing absolutely very exciting (laughs) um buy the thing buy the damn thing um if you listen to this that is the message of this movie it is not being frugal and smart with your money it is buy 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 (laughs) it is capitalism at its best get a fit off you know make sure you look good it's important to look good it's so important look good um she works for a gut yeah amen uh she works for a gardening magazine Yes. She hates it. So she's in the, she hates it. She's in like the office of the garden, gardening magazine and she's, she gets a bill and she's shocked by the bill. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God. And she's like, no, it's been stolen. I've never been to like outdoor center or whatever it was. It was like some generic, like <laughs> yeah, outdoor but warehouse. She's and is told that she has been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she comes home and Kristen, does she live with Kristen Ritter and her boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Oh, wait, no, right. we're forgetting. She does. Wait, so she oh. goes to the store to buy the scarf. Yes. And then she meets Hugh Dancy at the hot oh, dog stand. Oh, did I stand. completely? Yeah. Did we, I completely not? We, like, missed the interview oh, and everything. Where the hell? Oh, wait, no, but I, I thought no, I thought she I thought she went home to Kristen Ritter. She wants a job somewhere, and then she goes and meets Hugh Dancy. Oh, does she? Anyway, Anyways. regardless, <laughs> she's bad with money. She tries to buy an orange scarf. She then, what, what's the reason? She has to, like, cash a check. So, like, oh yeah, I don't know how cashing a check works. Me neither. Does anyone know how cashing a check works? I don't know. I thought you take it to your bank. I, I was like, what are you talking about? Well, I think that's the, so she tries to cash a bank at, like, a hot dog stand. He's like, what am I? I'm not a bank. Yeah. And she's like, I'll buy all these hot dogs if you give me, like, the change from... But that doesn't make any sense. I d- didn't make I know, any sense when she all. was like, I'll buy all these hot dogs. I was like, you don't have any money to buy all these hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, she somehow buys a scarf. Hugh Dancy is behind her in line. What has Hugh Dancy been in? Um, the Hannibal TV series. 
that, that, that was good. Um, what else has he been? Is, I know, oh, no, no. Was he, is that was what he's he, famous was for? It, was he in Ella Enchanted? Is he the prince in Ella Enchanted? Oh, uh, yeah, that's what he's famous for. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. Ella Enchanted. You're the only person to have ever brought up Ella I Enchanted I love in Ella Enchanted. It's so much fun. Okay, is, what is else is it? Is that Anne Hathaway? No, it's – oh, no, it is. Yeah, it is Anne Hathaway. Yeah, thank you. He's in something called Hysteria. Apparently he was in King Arthur. He was in The Sleeping mm, Dictionary. Fifty Shades Darker, apparently? That's not that can't be right. I I've like I've heard the name Hugh Dancy a lot and he's a good looking guy, but I've never seen him in anything. Jane Austen Book Club, he was in a movie called Adam. Uh, yeah, he's a British actor, blah, I get blah, it. Blah. <laughs> he was Harry Potter. He's I get Harry it. Potter. Um so, <laughs> so she wants a job at this fashion magazine. Yes. Um I don't, I don't even understand how this happens. So Leslie Bibb gets her job. She's it's already. She's talking to the receptionist, and she's already failed to get the job. Leslie yeah. Bibb's already got it. Um, so the receptionist gives her a tip that she can get a writing job at a finance magazine. Finance magazine. Haha, <laughs> get it because she's bad with money. Hijinks will ensue. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay, you make that joke, but, like, this movie actually could have been fun. yeah. But she, I mean, okay, the problem with Isla Fisher's character is everyone hates her. What are you talking about? <laughs> everyone, treats, every, everyone treats her like she's like a real annoyance and she acts like an idiot. I mean, yeah, she does act like she's on drugs half the time. <laughs> um, but a like, cartoon character. Everyone, like, at the, there's only like a couple of people that actually hate her. Everyone else, they're like, oh, she's so endearing because she's so quirky. Mm. How funny! And this was supposed to. This was supposed to be like Isla's big break after wedding crashes. Oh god! And no, Isla. Like I think it went so badly. Like obviously it made a lot of money, but I, I think her performance was seen so negatively that like everyone was just like, okay, Isla's not going to be a big female star, which sucks because I think she's awesome. She's so great. I, to be honest, though, like she did what she could with the source material. Like, <laughs> oh, agree. I know. Okay, the script is ter- the script is terrible, it's but terrible. I still like this idea. I I remember like I have a I have a soft spot in this in in my heart for this movie because because you watch it with your mum. Yeah, it's like a very nostalgic movie. So I was watching it and I was like, oh, I love this. And then the other half of my brain was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> It is really stupid. So uh, your favorite actress, the mum from Just Friends, oh, works in the no, um, I know. She popped the up. successful savings office. I was yeah, like, I, I love I thought her of you so when much. She popped up. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so the guy who was behind her in line, Hugh Dancy, during the whole hot dog scenario, yeah. is actually the boss oh, of the. Oh my drama. god! <laughs> and then she like chucks the scarf under a desk. Oh, and then she walks into his office, and this is where the, the I'm just like, she's such a dumb character. She like she's sitting in the j- job interview, and she's like, she pretends to be frightened by the billboard behind him. Yeah, she's like so chaotic, oh. and then she's <laughs> it's brutal. And she, <laughs> I do like though that she just at one point just goes, "I'm not a pervert." <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, that's, okay, that is pretty funny. But, like, then she's, like, she she tries to, like, talk her way through the interview and she, instead of saying financial crisis, she, she sees a magazine on the floor to try and get some information, but she says fish crisis? Yeah. Oh, she's just acting way too dumb. Like, I can't... It's like when Homer Simpson became too dumb in The Simpsons. Like, Homer before was dumb, but he was still kind and still did, like, 
he was still a functioning member of society. Yeah. This woman would not function in society. She could not function in society. But then at the same no. time, like, she's doing all this, like, crazy dumb shit, but then she's writing, like, these insightful, like, articles that, like, the everyman, as they say, can, like, understand financial things. <laughs> and it's like, well, she's no, not it's... that dumb, is she? <laughs> Why is she acting like this? No, but it's just, yeah, it's really brutal. And as I said, Isla can handle proper material. Like, it's really disappointing that... Mm. She wasn't given it. I know. I do love her. I was she like, could God. Not, I know. And she, not even she was enough to save this movie. Yeah. She came pretty, she came kind of close, but no. Nah. So mm. she goes home. Her and Kristen Ritter have like this weird sister. Like Ritter's on board with everything she does, but then gets mad at her at the end of the movie. Yeah, I know. I thought that was really weird. So anyway, they have like this system where like the debt collectors are after her and Ritter like keeps making excuses for her. Yeah, and then they have that scene where they're, like, mm. going through all the bills and, like, drinking tequila. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking bad. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's so... And so they so she writes, like, two letters to both the fashion magazine that she didn't get the job at and yeah. the finance magazine, but she ends up accidentally sending the wrong letters to the wrong department. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So she sends, like, the angry, hate-filled letter that she wanted to send to the finance magazine, to the fashion magazine she really wanted to work for, and she sent the really well-written letter to the finance magazine. So Hugh Dancy hires her on the spot yeah. some, for some fucking reason. He's just There's like... also a joke in here about, like, when they're talking about the debt collectors where she's like, she talks about Finland and how, like, no one checks on Finland. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was odd. Yeah, and it comes up later, and it's really, really embarrassing. Uh, she's also 16K in debt. It's yeah. a lot of money. Big drums. Big drama. Yeah. I, I just, like, I, Chris and Ritter and her are so charming and, f- and like, fun together. I just wish they were in a Better movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so John, Q- uh, John Goodman and Joan Cusack are her parents. I can't fucking believe they're in God, this movie. I know. John Goodman they're- is, like, every dad in, like, every rom-com movie I've ever seen. I He's swear. a living treasure. I love him so much. Me too. And I love Jerry He does, shouldn't be in this movie. Um, I don't, but it's it's fine. What? Um, <laughs> I swear. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Every time they're like in the scene together, I'm just like, I love them. I love them. Well, I love John Goodman, so that that's fine. <laughs> um, so they're her parents yeah. and they're penny pinches. Oh, imagine that. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that, isn't that crazy, everybody? <laughs> So she tries to sneak into the fashion magazine to take the letter back, and she manages to do it. Yeah, but it's very comedic. Well, I mean, it's meant I don't to think be using that word correctly. <laughs> it's meant to be comedic. It's not. She's hiding in like a coat rack. It's meant it's, to be it's like, like brutally bad. It's like uh, they slapstick, slapstick, but it's not funny. Physical comedy. They're just like this is going to be so good. And Leslie Bibb spots her, and it's it's not funny at all. Yeah, I think like I assume in the books, like Leslie Bibb's character is like a much bigger rival to her, and it's like actually set up. Yeah, but it's not set up at all here. Currently, at this point, she just seems like she's a bit of a mean girl, and she's like, "Who is this peasant? Who is this peasant?" Also, Leslie Disgusting. Bibb is like always like the evil mean girl in every movie. Yeah, she's never like she's never like top four or five build. She's like the sixth or seventh bill in every movie she's yeah. in. And she's always like the main girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she is. She was, she was in a TV show I watched. I wish I knew what it was. I'm not going to go back and look, but it was a TV show I watched when I was younger. It was like a, it was like a teen, a teen TV show. Anyway, I, I have fond memories of her for some reason, but I have no fucking idea what she was in. And I, oh. I don't care to find out. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do not care 
to find out at all. Uh, so she she's in a boring finance magazine meeting and she sharpens a pencil. <laughs> it's so loud. God, no. And Hugh Dancy, Hugh Dancy looks at her and talks to her like she is like a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But you hired her, bro! <laughs> I know. Also, he, like, okay, so he hired her after that absolute train wreck of an interview. So he knows, uh-huh. like, yes. what her demeanor is like. And then he's like, you wrote this yeah. sick article, I'm going to hire you. And then is surprised that her demeanor is still, like, absolutely chaotic when she comes in for the job. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's like it's like he's almost mad at himself. Like I can't. I'm such a so, fucking idiot. God, I'm so <laughs> I'm gonna stupid. Treat everyone like shit. Why did I forget yeah. that she was uh, psycho? <laughs> such such a psycho. So Ritter and Isla are at her borders, and she buys like finance for dummies, and Ritter is engaged. Yeah. Surprise. And <laughs> um, then, like, they watch a control your urge to shop video that has Ed Helms in it. Yeah, random. She then copies an article out of like a, the finance for dummies magazine and she just good. And then in front of you, Dancy Googles that question. He just asked her. Yeah. And he, and he doesn't fire her. <laughs> He's just like, come with me. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to show you the world. Like, yeah. Then he, he takes to, he takes her to like some seminar where, and I couldn't wrap my head around this either. Yeah. I was confused. <laughs> was Fred Armisen their boss or was John Lithgow their boss? I don't know. I feel like maybe Fred was like, Fred. Fred's maybe like his boss, and then John is yeah, like so little, yeah. the big boss. So like, imagine I don't know. Imagine it's like GQ or whatever, and like Condé Nast is the big company above them. This is what this movie is like. Yeah. And um, so Fred Armisen isn't happy that they ask these questions in the seminar because I guess the parent company owns the people they were asking the hard questions of. I don't know. Is that what it was? Oh, they were, like, worried about advertising. It was, like, one of those two things, but I wasn't really sure. I stopped paying attention. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So Fred Armisen isn't happy, I guess. I don't know. Uh, He's Dancy. He's Hugh Dancy's boss. He's not happy. (gasps) Yeah. Um, Isla ends up... Yeah. Also, can we talk Uh, about the bit uh, where he's, like, telling her to write this article and he's, like, so wildly condescending, being like, what does this woman, Maisie, know about finance? Nothing. So write write an article that dumb, stupid Maisie can understand. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, they cut to the next scene and it's, like, it's, like... She can't keep her, her spending in control, yeah. so she goes like a massive scale, a massive sale, and they fight each other like shrill, horrible women. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "This is so rude!" Like that whole time, he was trying to make that like inspirational speech about like right, so everyone can understand. He's basically just being like, "People are so fucking stupid. Write something so easy <sighs> they can understand because people are dumb." <laughs> yeah. So in so. She she does she ends up writing an incredible article somehow. Yeah, and <laughs> Hugh Dancy calls her the girl in the green scarf. Yeah, as opposed to using her real name. She doesn't want to use her real name just in case people find out she's in massive debt. She doesn't want to be associated with the magazine. Also, I feel like it was a real '90s trope or like 2010s trope in literature, where a woman would use a pen name. Writing for a man, like I feel like every yeah, <laughs> every woman yeah in like in like literature would like use a fake name in 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 yeah in 
in stories, and I, I was like, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Carrie Bradshaw almost used a fake name in Sex and the City. I know she didn't, but it feels like it's not beyond <laughs> beyond the pale there. Um, so uh, yeah, it's just it gets worse. Lith- so Lithgow is also John Lithgow is somehow in this, and he's also like the big boss. Yeah. Yeah, um, so we discover she's the greatest writer of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the debt collector, oh, man. Oh, the debt yeah. collector calls her, yeah, yeah, calls her in the middle of a meeting. Go ahead. Yeah, and she just jumps across this table, just launches herself <laughs> across this table <laughs> to uh, oh. hang up the phone. And then she proceeds to tell him that he's a crazy stalker ex-boyfriend. ha, 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 ha. She should have, she should have been fired then too. Um, <laughs> she goes to her parents. She goes to her parents' house expecting her parents to pay off all her debt, but they've bought a motor home. Yeah, I was like, that's such a parent thing to do, isn't it? Hey, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure is. Um, so the article goes so well that there's like people clap in the office, and somebody's like, "We're international." It's like you. I'm sure this magazine was already international. To go to a conference in Miami. Yeah, Rita tries on her wedding dress and. Just all of a sudden, she's like, "Oh, so you want to have sex with Hugh Dancy? Do you? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, you like because we've got to get this. We've like, yeah, the screenplay is like we've got to we've got to push this movie along somehow. And even though we haven't shown any sexual chemistry between them at all up until yeah. this point, we'll just have her mention it. Yeah, we got to we got to push it in somehow. Yeah, that'll be fine. So they're in Miami. Oh. The conference. <laughs> oh. Dancy runs into the runs into Leslie Bibb. At the conference, uh, no, not at the conference. Oh, in like yeah. a hotel, in, like, uh, in a in the elevator. elevator. So that yeah. sets up sets up them like kind of dating. So they're in Miami. I feel like because I, I wonder if they they shoved the entire book series into one movie because like with Bridget Jones, they only did like they split into like three. Not that they planned to do three, but they eventually did three. I wonder if they wanted. Well, I would have done that. Like, they could have made three movies of this, I'm sure. Like, I would have killed myself if there were two more and I'd have to watch them, but they could have done it. Like, this movie made made $144 million. That's true. They really could have, they could have made more. I hope, I hope they, they wouldn't, but maybe everyone involved Uh, was like, I'm not doing another one. (laughs) No, I'd rather kill myself. Um, so they're in Miami. So she's like, she's running her mouth about like, about this, like some of the some guy that's there. I don't understand anybody's jobs in this movie. I know he's like, I don't know, some boss of like a bank, and she's like, "Your window displays are so boring," <laughs> and he's just like, "They are boring." She's great. She's got so Thank many you. great she's ideas. She's great. What a card. She's so she's well, so quirky she's, and fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Breath of fresh air. <laughs> That's what everyone so, says about her. Oh. They're like, "Wow, she's so she's so new." She's so she's so new. Um, oh man! For some reason, at this conference, the head of Nokia, which ages this movie <laughs> greatly, is is there, and he's Finnish. Yeah. And Hugh Dancy expects her because she mentioned in her interview that she can speak Finnish because you know she thinks no one's gonna check up on Finland. Up. <laughs> yep. So he speaks Finnish, and then she slaps him. They love it for some reason. This shit's this shit sucks. It sucks so hard. It was not good. It was not good. When he's like, we um, like her. We like her. Ah, oh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, those are our Finnish accents. They're very good. Uh, 
<laughs> the debt collector also calls her and says that the next the next step will be personal contact. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Barf. Uh they also, during these scenes, they go outside and it seems like there's a hurricane about to hit. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like their hair is it's blowing so like crazy. so windy. Yeah, it's so windy. I love seeing actors have to act in wind because, you know, you just have, they have to ADR all that shit. What a pain. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Um, so he, he take, she takes him shopping because she's like, oh, why do you wear these clothes in the office? And then he just, like, he picks everything that's, like, really fashionable and cool. He's like, wow, you speak Prada. Yeah, he's like, I know how to shop because my mother is a socialite. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, like, what the fuck? Why are you bringing this in? <laughs> Random. And then they have, like, this There's, like, a thousand like, different storylines going on. DNM about, like, him and his family and how he wants to be, like, successful mm. without them. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. He says, I don't want to be defined by clothes or labels or my family. And then he just, yeah, he launches into that his mother's a famous socialite. Yeah. And how she was like awful. Yeah, so- Do you know what? There's like this undertone mm. that he hates every single woman in this movie. <laughs> yes. Agree. Because he's just Absolutely like, women are too agreed. dumb to understand about finance. Why don't you write how, like, they understand about shoes and stuff? <laughs> write an article that so that women can read it and be like, oh, I like shoes, so now I understand financial things. And, like, he doesn't look like her because she's, like, a psycho. He doesn't like his mum because she's apparently, like, vain <laughs> and, like, a terrible Ugh. person. I was like, all right. In, <laughs> in defence of people... Uh, in defense of women in this movie, I, I personally also look at money in the amount of sneakers I could buy. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, two hundred dollars? That's a pair of sneakers. I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I should uh, pay this phone bill. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, they go out drinking and they dance. There is no chemistry between them whatsoever. Yeah, they, it's tried. That's the other very problem. Hard. There's no chemistry between them at all. Yeah, because they're like, ooh, sexy salsa. I mean, it's not so sexy. And that's like, that's, yeah, and that's what you bring up. It's the fact that he treats every woman like he hates them. So, like, why do I believe that he likes her? Yeah. Because, like, through this whole, like, through the whole first half of the movie, he's held her in more or less in contempt. <laughs> like. Yes, absolutely. Their first absolutely. meeting, he was like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> like, he's 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, piss off. Yeah, piss off. <laughs> hey, have this job, but I, also I'm mad at you for having this job. Yeah. Um. After they go out drinking, Leslie Bibb greets him like they're dating? Yeah. Okay. All right. When did that happen? Like, is it, no one knows. No one knows. I was, I will admit, I was watching this movie, like, in a really awful hotel room by myself, <laughs> just, like, depressed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it, it, uh, it, it really, the ambiance didn't, and, like, on my MacBook as well. So it really, <laughs> while also taking notes on my MacBook. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it really adds to the, um, really adds to this. Uh yeah, so she she goes home to New York a little bit defeated, and the debt collector's at the door. Yes. Also, the way they revealed the 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 way the debt collector looks, I thought they were gonna reveal someone really famous. Yeah, me too. They kept obscuring his face. Yeah, I mean maybe because they were just like currently he's just a voice on the phone. He's not a real person, so you can't see what he looks I like. I guess that's what they were going for. But yeah, I thought it was so going to anyway, be some Rita sort of big reveal, and then I was like, I was just like a normal dude. <laughs> but the jokes on them, like, there's no bigger reveal than John Goodman or John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know, but they were just like thrust in there. They were like, here's her dad. It's John Goodman. <laughs> it's John Goodman. Uh, so Ritter tries to dress Isla for this ball that's coming up. Yes. And it's, I in this point, I was like, this film is so dumb. Like, nobody is likable. Yeah. And then she, like, can like just smashes a card out of a block of ice so she can go buy, like, a new bag. It's so dumb. It's like, what? Oh, I, I, I thought you would have liked this scene where, where uh, Kristen Ritter's trying to find her address and all the all the <laughs> clothes that she she vacuumed to pretend that she'd, like, sold them because Ritter's, Ritter's sort of trying throughout the movie to get her spending under control. Yeah. So... Isla lies and and says that uh, you know she's gotten rid of these clothes, but she really just vacuum packs them into the cupboard, yeah, which is way too overfull. And then Ritter like the, the the cupboard explodes, I did. which I'm sure you love. I did really, I did, yeah. I did, I, I did like I it to be honest. <laughs> How do you feel that like for the rest of my life, whenever I see a pratfall in a film, I'll just like nod my head and know that somewhere <laughs> you you're watching the same movie and you're you're enjoying a pratfall. <laughs> beautiful in I a way think that's really it's like beautiful. looking up at this yeah i think it's like it's like looking up at the same moon in different countries yeah. but it's looking at the same platform in different countries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so isla goes to a shopaholics anonymous meeting after ritter sort of like chews her out for not selling the clothes yeah and she ruins the shopaholics anonymous meeting basically getting everyone to start spending again outrageous Hijinks. Oh, she goes to she goes to this ball. She's wearing the same stuff as the weight stuff. Like fuck! It's oh my so god, bad. her outfit's been done so many times. So bad as well. <laughs> like it's yeah, for someone with a lot of money, ugly outfit. Yeah, so she ends up having a whole tray of food. Yeah, she like and she knocks over a waiter, spilling it everywhere. Oh. There are just there are no jokes here. Yeah. They're just like, oh, she's no got lovely there. And then Hugh comes in and saves the day and is like, I surfed my way through college or whatever. No college. one cares. Uh, yeah. No one cares, No one Hugh. gives a shit. <laughs> no one cares, Hugh. Shut the fuck up. You, you're rich. I don't yeah. care how many tables you waited. You're rich. Um, they, they have a D&M outside and he reveals that, like, Leslie Bibb isn't actually his girlfriend. Yeah. And, she, she, and he says she's not you. I'm like, what? Yeah, and I was like, this you is... You like her. You do not like her. Workplace harassment. <laughs> I was like, someone call HR. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, so she ends up in the same elevator as a debt collector, but he finds her anyway at the office. Oh, yeah, because she changed her voice, that uh, the call tone, to uh, do oh, not answer. It is Derek Smith. It's all bad. Oh, my God. So no. anyway, yeah, it's is that where it's revealed that she's in massive debt or does that not come up just no, yet? No, that's the TV show, so it's not quite yet. Right, right. That's right. Not quite yet. Uh, so the fashion, bo- the fashion boss lady of the fashion magazine yeah. dresses her for this TV interview she's doing. Yeah. Ritter gives her a really ugly bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. <laughs> and then with that dress, with the two dresses, she goes to her, her, um, Shoppers Shopaholics Anonymous. Anonymous meeting, which I don't know why she's like allowed back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're introduced to, to Nina Van Horn from, um, just shoot me. Yeah. Who's in this movie? Uh, she's Nina Van Horn to me, and she always will be. Uh, which is funny that she's in this movie, also about fashion. Yeah. Um, and she's we're introduced to her at like the 80th minute of this movie, uh, and Isla thinks she's a fellow Shopaholics Anonymous person, so she's like, "Can you hide these bags in your car?" Yeah. And she's like, "Of course." And then it turns out she's actually now the new head boss of the Shopaholics Anonymous. Yeah. And when I first saw this, I thought like she was going to drive away with the dresses or something. <laughs> 
Yeah, me too. But no, she 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 revealed to be the the lady, and then she forces Isla to sell to pick one or the other to sell, and she and literally says the shop girl literally says, "Well, which dress is more important to you?" Yeah. Fucking nailing it home. Drama. Like, like, how dumb did you think the audience was? Yeah. We get it. We get it. She picked the wrong dress. We don't need the shop girl to tell us that. (laughs) Fuck. So she's on the, she's on the, she's on the show that is simply just called morning coffee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't try hard at all. They were just Uh, like, you know what? They were like, no one's going to question it. They were like, no one cares. No. No one cares. So the deck collector's in the audience and he reveals all on national television. Oh my god. And he go oh he goes god. in pretty hard. It's pretty brutal. It's very brutal. Hugh Dancy is furious with Ritter. Yeah. Oh sorry, not furious with Ritter. He's furious. Uh, then Ritter Kristen Ritter sees a homeless person wearing the bridesmaid's dress and she's furious. Yeah, she's like, Oh my god. And then I'm, and then there's an inexplicable Hugh Dancy is meeting with John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah. And he calls her the most inspiring person he's ever met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Like, throughout the movie, there's just like, it's like fun, like hijinks, like Isle Fisher being psycho, like intercut with these intense like boardroom meetings with like Hugh Dancy and John Lithgow. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's so funny. But then Lithgow's like, you know what? He's like, you're I'm right. I'm going to start an out. Yeah. We you're need, right. She is we good. We need someone with your pizzazz and editor, editor so he, like, knowledge. I don't know. Genius. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm going to start a magazine outside of the main family of magazines. And Dancy's yeah. like, he's like, yeah, great idea, but I don't want to do it. I don't want you involved. So he, spoiler alert, later he forms his own magazine. Also, yeah. I was like, print is a dying media, guys. Like, stop making magazine companies. <laughs> yeah, it's 2009. So, yeah, come on. I was like, jokes. So, of course, as as is tradition with every rom-com, if you've gone through a bad breakup, you have to go home to your parents. Yeah, you have to go home to your parents. That is a favourite trope of mine. It's like, what is the worst thing that can happen to somebody that isn't, like, absolutely devastating and it's always moving back home with your parents? <laughs> yeah, they're like, wow, I'm so sad I have to move back in with my parents. <laughs> Which is true. It is true, though. It is true, yeah. It is true. No offence to mum and dad. Love you guys. But they... <laughs> come on, you you guys know. You wouldn't want to move back in with your parents either. Yeah. You know it's true. You know it is true. Uh, so, yeah, she goes back home to live with her parents. John Gid- Goodman gives her this, like, pep talk where he's, like, just trying way too hard for this movie. Yeah. And he does say something He does say something nice here. This is the only good, like, part of the script where he's, like, he's basically, I'm defined by you and your mother. Yeah, that was it's nice. Like, that's, that's a nice thing to say. It's, like, I'm a reflection of the people who love me. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's nice. That was but, nice. Also, I wish the movie had earned that moment, but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite, one of my favorite songs ever in a rom com, um, a cover of "Girls Just Want to Have Fun But Sad." Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so the fashion mag lady comes to see Isla at her parents' home, but <laughs> she wants to give Isla a job. She's like, "Nah." Yeah, she's just like, "Oh, I have like a moral." issue <laughs> and the mm. French lady is just like I do not know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. and then the movie goes for another fucking half an hour I know I was like Jesus 
fucking wrap it up. So I don't know what happens here. Like she pays back the guy in pennies. Where did she get the pennies from? Oh, okay. So she has an auction and sells all her clothes. Do you remember? Mm, so great. she has an auction and sells all yeah, her clothes, yeah, yeah, makes right. all the money. She sells a green scarf and it's a very like dramatic moment. She's like, oh my God, no, I can't sell my scarf. And then she pays the guy back in pennies and then she goes to uh, Kristen's wedding and Rita's they like wedding. make up. Yeah. Um, and then she's like walking away from the wedding and she bumps into Hugh and then find- it turns and out they kiss. he bought the scarf. Oh my God. He bought the scarf. He gives her the scarf back oh. and they kiss. And then the mannequins clap. And they finger each other on the street <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And then there's like an end scene Fuck. where like John Goodman's dancing, which I did enjoy. <laughs> It's like, you know what's a bad movie when they're like, fuck, we have to put put bloopers at the end or people are going to go home mad. I mean, it wasn't even bloopers. It was just like the end of the, it was literally just the end of the story. Because she was like, oh, I learned Finnish and like, we're having so much fun at like Hugh's new magazine. She was like, yeah, come on guys. And they're having like a party. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's a a brutally, it's a brutal movie. It only has 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the yeah. site's consensus reads, this middling romantic comedy underutilizes a talented cast and delivers muddled messages on materialism and conspicuous consumption, which uh, is basically what we've said. Yeah. We are brilliant film reviewists, yeah. I think. I think we are too. I think we do a great job. Um, yeah, as I said, this movie did make 144, sorry, $108 million and was made for $44 million. Wow. Talk about talk about the ills of capitalism, <laughs> right there, buddy. Um, are they hot enough for each other? Yeah, yeah. Hugh Dancy and Ella Fisher are hot enough for each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they hate each other, but they're hot enough for each other. Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> well, she doesn't hate him because she doesn't have a mind of her own. Yeah, because she doesn't have a brain. Yeah, yeah, she's a woman. She's like, so. ooh, shopping. Ooh, shopping. Um, would this work in real life? I mean, I mean, sure, you can get a job I through lying. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> We've all we've padded all our resumes, guys. We've all padded we've our resumes. We've all said we can we talk Finnish. <laughs> yeah. And does this pass the Bechdel test? Uh, no. No, oh, they, talk they talk about, about money. I guess that like counts. Fuck. Her and um, Rita, like, talk about money for, like, yeah, that whole no, scene and, that, and her job. So it, ju- it does pass. That sucks, but it does pass. Yeah. Um, how many shoes do you give this out of five? I'm going to give this – I'm going to give this – I'm gonna give, give, give it two shoes out of five. Ah! <laughs> just purely because I know it's bad. Like I know, I know. it's bad. It's, senti- it's sentimental. I understand. But I just when I watch it, I'm I just get that warm feeling, and I'm just like, ah. I get it. And I then at the same it. time, respect, I'm like, wow, this is bad. I respect you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're like, I don't um, respect I your scoring though. <laughs> <laughs> I give this one shoe out of five. This was so brutally bad. And it really didn't make me disappointed because I, I think it's a fun premise and I think it has a lot of potential, but the just what a waste of what a brilliant cast. And I assume most yeah. of the money spent on this movie was cast. Surely. I mean, also shooting in New York is expensive, but I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of um, cash all Anything you want to plug? Um, no. <laughs> how, how about uh, how about our dear friend Mitch McTaggart's yes. new television show, The Backside of Television, which debuted on November 15th. By the time this episode comes out, there should be two or three episodes up on SBS On Demand. Yes. You can also, if 
if uh, if my timing is wrong or right, there should be maybe one more episode to air on Viceland on uh, Monday night at 9.20pm uh, Eastern Standard Time here in Australia. Um, but for our international uh, viewers, go watch it on uh, SBS On Demand or torrent it. Mitch gets very excited when he sees people are torrenting his show. <laughs> so... <laughs> I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't broadcast that. But um, I assume internationally, you probably can't watch it unless Funny. you do do something like that. So, I'll put your VPN on. Yeah, get a VPN, and guys. That's and watch Mitch's easier. show because it's really good. It's yeah. really, really, it's fantastic, and it's very interesting. Mitch explores um, very strange moments in Australian television history. Uh, for example, last week he he examined um, Australia's and I guess the world's um, obsession with uh, true crime. Ooh. So it was. It was very. It was very, very good. It's not only. Not only. It didn't really start on podcasts. It really started on television with, uh, with broadcast TV. So that's, yeah. it's very interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, watch Mitch's show. So uh, <laughs> that is it, except for our plugs, which you can find us on Twitter at Romance Deadcast. Find us on Instagram at Romance's Dead Podcast. Find me on Instagram at Boy From School. Find Yaz on Instagram at Yaz Rolf. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your friends. That is it for us this week. We'll be back next week with a mini-episode to tell you what to watch next, and you'll hear from us then. Bye-bye!